unto the Lamb who sits on the throne. Be glory and power and honor and praise. For he is worthy of everything that we have, everything that we are, everything that we can do. He is worthy to receive all glory, all honor, all praise from you and from me. Father, we just thank you today that you are on the throne. As we look around and we see so many things that we are used to, so many things that we had been accustomed to, we've seen them unsettled, we've seen them shifted, we've seen them disrupted. Father, that we can get that sense that maybe you're not in control, but you remind us over and over in scripture that you are. And the Bible doesn't say we will never have hardship or we'll never have affliction. What it says is many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of the hand of every one of them. Father, we thank you for that truth today, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. It is so good to have you here today. Thank you so much, worship team. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So good to be able to come here, and uh, we're kind of spoiled because in the midst of the whole thing, we've been able to still come to church. And it's a little weird, I admit, uh, worshiping the Lord with just a few of us here, uh, you know, and most of us busy doing something. But it is still nice to be in that familiar place. And someday soon, everybody will be gathered back here together. But don't worry, for you who are watching from uh, outside the community, from some other part of the country or around the world, we're going to continue to broadcast every Sunday, uh, even after the restrictions on our public gatherings are lifted here in the province of Ontario. Uh, and so we will be broadcasting live every week, bringing uh, what God is doing in our midst, in our community, in our lives, and uh, sending that message out in order to help uh, minister and to bless others, to help transform lives and communities elsewhere as well. And we're, gra we're so grateful for the privilege to be able to do that. And the, uh, we're, we're grateful that you have invited us by the click of a button to come into your living room, into your home today as well. Well, today I want to, uh, to, to talk to you uh, and ask the question, what do you see? What do you see? And I want to I wanna start off this morning with a little story. There was a little boy went out in the backyard of his home and he walked out with baseball and with bat and uh, he squared his shoulders and he said, I am the greatest hitter in the world. And he tossed the ball up in the air and then he swung with everything he had and he missed and he yelled out, strike one. Bent over, picked the ball up, <sighs> squared his shoulders again. He said, I am the greatest hitter in the world. And he tossed the ball in the air, and then he swung with everything he had a second time, strike two. <sighs> he picked up that ball again. He looked at it, kind of looked at his bat, thinking maybe he had some defective equipment here or something. But he looked at that ball again, and he tossed it up in the air a third time, and then he swung with everything he had, and he said, strike three. And then he stopped and went, I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. You see... Life is about perspective, isn't it? You know, you can, you can look at a situation and, you know, how you see it determines how you are going to respond. It's amazing to me how two people can hear the same sermon, can witness the same accident, can see the same event take place and have two totally different perspectives on what took place. 
I remember reading once about a gentleman who complained, he wrote a letter to the pastor, and he complained about a church service. And he said, you know, uh, I went to church this morning expecting to be ministered to, but instead he said, I went and my ears ached because the music was too loud. And he goes, and that young girl who got up uh, to speak, uh, you know, she actually said, um, 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 35 times. I counted, I counted. And then he said, and you know what else? He said there was at least, he said, uh, five children, he said, who would not sit still through the whole service. He said it was, it was really disruptive. And he goes, when they took up the offering, the man who took up the offering took five minutes to explain where that money was going to be going and all the rest of it and totally disrupted the flow of the service. And he said, you know, pastor, I was not very impressed. But the same day, the pastor got another email from someone who said, pastor, uh, Sunday was the greatest service I've ever sat in. He said, when that uh, worship team started up, he said, joy just entered into my spirit. And when that young girl got up to share her story, I could tell she was nervous, but she did such an amazing job telling what Christ has done in her life. And when the person stood up to take up the offering, I was so encouraged. I thought, I'm going to give to that because I love what is happening uh, you know, through that uh, mission on the field, and I couldn't wait to be able to give. Both of them were in the exact same service, but they brought two different reports about what happened. Why? Because they had two different perspectives. I think that as we are uh, in this situation that we're in right now, perspective, how we see things is huge. And if we choose to see things through a negative lens, this is going to be a difficult season. But if we choose to see things through the eye of the Spirit, if we begin to see things the way God intends us to see things, we will see nothing but opportunity all around us. You know, um, there's a story in the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 6 that is an incredible story about perspective. And it's the story of, of Elisha the prophet. And, uh, and it's a story of the king of Aram, uh, beginning at verse 8, who is trying to attack Israel, but he's not having a lot of success. And I won't take time to read the whole passage to you this morning, but he's not having a lot of success. And, and what happens is he decides he's going to set an ambush for the king of Israel, and he gets all of his plans laid. But then the prophet Elisha goes to the king of Israel and tells him that there's a trap being set for him and tells him not to go that way. And so the king listens, doesn't go that way, and he avoids the potential calamity of being attacked by the king of Aram. And so the story goes on and, and speaks uh, of the, you know, the situation and, uh, and of how uh, this is, uh, you know, such a troubling circumstance for uh, the king of Aram. And if you get to the story, you get into, you know, the, what's going on in the mind of the king of Aram, he says to himself, somebody, somebody is playing for both sides. I've got a double agent in my, in my midst. And he brings all of his, his counselors and his officers together, and he says, somebody is a double agent. Somebody's a double agent. And if you were to look in uh, 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 12, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Here's what it says. Their, their response was, there's no double agent. They said, none of us, my Lord, the king, said one of the officers. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. <laughs> you know, for most of us, uh, our bedroom is a place that is our, our inner sanctum. For many years, we've had other people live with us. Uh, we've had, our kids have all taken turns as 
uh, married families to live with us at some point when they've been building a house or whatever. Isn't that right, Derek? And, uh, you know, and so for, for my wife and I, we ended up putting a TV in our room. We ended up making our room was the only place we would go where it was quiet. And as there's grandkids running around the house and everything else. And, and so, you know, to, to have a revelation that, that even the things which you said in your bedroom, uh, the prophet was revealing to your enemy, that would be a very disturbing revelation for sure. But that's exactly what they say. He's, and, 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 and what that story proves or what that statement proves to us is that the reputation of Elisha was pretty profound, so much so that even his enemies realized that this is a problem, that, uh, that Elisha the prophet, he has the mind of the Lord, and he's the one that's helping the king of Israel out. And so if you can imagine, if you're the king of Aram and you, you get this news from your uh, men that there isn't a double agent, but instead it's a prophet who's, who's revealing everything you decide to do, even the innermost thoughts you have, even when you're alone by yourself in your own bedroom, he's revealing those things to the enemy. Well, then you're going to be pretty upset about that. So he decides the way to solve this problem is to get rid of the prophet. So he, he gets his army together, armed to the teeth, I mean, they're armed with swords and chariots and spears and bows and arrows, armed with everything but wits. That's right, no wits. Because the reality is, how do you arm an army to take down a guy who knows that you're coming? <laughs> right? If you think about it, he's getting his army together, but he already realizes, he already knows that the prophet has been warning the king of Israel so it's not like the prophet's going to get caught by surprise. He's going to know that you're coming. How do you surprise somebody who knows uh, where you are? Well, that doesn't stop the king of Aram. He decides he's going to attack anyway. And uh, Elisha knows that he's coming, but Elisha does not run. He just calmly operates business as usual. He sends out his servants to wash down the, the mules and to feed the animals and to take care of... Uh, uh, things and when the servant goes outside, he sees uh, in, around the entire area is surrounded. They're surrounded by the the armies of Aram. There they are, all the way around, and he freaks out. He goes running inside and he says to the to the king, he says, "You know, we're surrounded, my lord. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We're surrounded." You know, there's probably a lot of you watching today, that's exactly how you feel right now. You feel since this whole pandemic has, has erupted on the face of the planet that you feel completely surrounded by, uh, you know, a situation that you have no control over. That the, the forces of, of restriction and darkness and difficulty are all around you. You may have lost your job. You, you can't go, you know, shopping. And, and, you know, I feel so bad for single moms and and how, what do they do? They, you know, people look at them strange if they bring their kids to the grocery store. People, you know, um, uh, are, are so much judging. They're even encouraging people to snitch on their neighbors. Man, this is, this is tough stuff. This is a difficult season. And so many people probably feel, uh, you know, just like, you know, the prophet's servant who went out. And they, all they can see is that everywhere we look is, is I'm surrounded by the enemy. Everywhere I look. And, you know, he comes in and he, and he yells at the prophet and he says, you know, what are we going to do, my Lord? What are we going to do? 
Well, you know, the prophet uh, doesn't panic. Elisha doesn't panic. Uh, Instead, he simply prays for the Lord to open the eyes of his servant. He simply prays to the Lord and he says, God, open his eyes. Allow him to see things differently. Give my servant a different perspective. You know, when he does that, the prophet's able to look and he's able to see that even though the enemy surrounds them, that surrounding the enemy are the armies of God. That he is completely surrounded by the armies of God. And that the situation, if you can look with the right perspective, with the right eyes, is not one of calamity and one of danger or one of darkness, but it's actually one of incredible power and might and light because, you know, we're completely surrounded by the forces of God in this uh, season. And, you know, I think that's exactly the picture we need to have, that even though Right now, it seems like there's so much going on that is so heavy and so difficult and weighs on our spirits. The truth of the matter is that we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. We are surrounded by so much light and so much uh, power and so much divine support that it far outweighs anything that the enemy has up his sleeve to oppose us. You know, Elisha's servant had the wrong perspective, and when Elisha prayed that his servant's eyes were opened, he got a different perspective. But what he actually got was the real perspective. You know, many times we're guilty of only looking with the natural eye. And when we look at a situation only with a natural eye, we have a limited perspective. But if we will look with the mind and the eye of the spirit, we will see the real picture. We'll see what is actually going on in the background, going on uh, that is really uh, uh, in control of every force and every situation that we're facing. We need to see with the eyes of the Spirit. Does that sound uh, familiar to you? That God would uh, tell us that if we'll look with the right eyes, we'll see that we are well supported? Because if it does, it's because the New Testament speaks about it multiple times as well. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Do you see that this morning? That we need to be reminded, no matter what we see going on around us, that he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. In other words, greater is the support that we have all around us. Greater is the the power of God around us than what we see in the immediate as we we are going through our day-to-day routines uh, here in the city of Belleville and across the country. You understand what I'm saying this morning? That we need to be encouraged that that, uh, he who is for us is greater than he who is against us. And that's what it tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. It says, if God be for you, who can be against you? See, that's the right perspective. If God be for you, who can be against you? Nobody can be against you if God is for you. And that's the perspective that God wants you and I, every one of us to have. And if we will uh, take these words to heart and recognize they're more than just you know, nice poetic sounding scriptures, but they are revelations of the truth, and we'll allow that truth to settle deep into our spirit, then we will not be driven to despair. We will not be those who 
look out and all we see is, is bleakness or darkness. We will instead be those who look out and we are able to see hope around every corner. We're, a lot, we're able to see opportunity everywhere we look. We're able to see God using his church to transform the hearts and minds of those in their community everywhere they go. Praise the Lord. Well, when the revelation hit the servant, he began to see with supernatural eyes as well. He got a proper perspective, and it took the fear right out of his life. And I want to tell you this morning that when you get a God perspective of the situation, it sucks the fear right out of your life. When you see things as God sees them, fear cannot remain. It leaves because we see that there is hope, there is power, there is authority in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the enemy is, is defeated, and that fear, that power of that fear is gone because we begin to see things as God sees them. Well, let's look at the conclusion of this story this morning. Most people stop reading the story right there. They stop reading the story where, you know, the prophet prays for the eyes of his servant to be opened, and he gains a new perspective, and, and the fear is gone. But, you know, the rest of the story, if you, if you don't read the rest of it, you miss the best part because it's such an amazing ending to this story. So here, here you got to see the irony in, in this. So this, this whole story is about how you see things. It's about perspective, right? And so how the, the, the prophet's servant goes out, and all he sees is the enemies of God. And then uh, Elisha prays for his eyes to be open, and he gets a new perspective, right? So it's all about seeing. Well, the amazing thing in this story is that what does Elisha do next? Elisha then prays, and he prays for God to blind the armies of Aram. He prays for God to blind them. Isn't that incredible? So, you know, this is all about seeing, and now he prays that his enemy will not be able to see. So now you got an entire army that's stricken with blindness. And then Elisha goes right out to the leader of the army, and he says, uh, this isn't the dude you were looking for. This is not the place you were meant to be. Here, I'll, I'll lead you to the one that you wanted to confront, the one you wanted to uh, you know, you wanted to get rid of. And so he leads this blind army. And what does he do? He leads them down the road right into the city of Samaria where the king of Israel and all of his men are waiting. And he leads the army right into the middle of the city and in, delivers the entire army of Aram right into the hands of Israel. Just like that. And then once he delivers them, he prays and says, God, open their eyes now so they can see. Can you imagine the fear that the prophet's servant had experienced when he went outside and saw the armies? Well, now that same experience is on the army of Aram. Now, all of a sudden, they're in the middle of this city, and they look out, and all they can see is the armies of Israel all around them. I, I find that absolutely amazing that uh, Elisha takes the, the problem of what you see and he flips it around on the enemy and he uses it against the enemy. And now the enemy is caught in its own trap and is surrounded by the people of Israel. You know, this is an amazing, amazing story. And, and if you look at what happens next is, you know, then, uh, you know, the king of Israel is like, well, what, what should we do now, prophet? Should we, should we kill them all? And he says, no, 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 no. We, you don't kill people that, you know, uh, an army that's obviously surrendered to you. No, no, feed them, give them something to eat, send them home, and they'll leave us alone. 
And that's indeed exactly what they did. They had mercy on them. They fed them well, uh, gave them something to drink, and then sent them on their way, and they stopped trying to pursue Israel uh, any further. You know, uh, that story is an amazing story because it helps us to get the right perspective. Now, in this situation that we're in, church, if you're listening today, hear what I'm saying. We need to have the right perspective. If we will not just see with the eyes of the natural, but we'll actually look at what's going on around us with the eyes of the Spirit, and if we will actually see what God sees in this season, it will transform our lives. It will enable us to be able to do and operate in a way that we can't if all we're doing is looking with the eyes of natural man. And that's why many times over the past number of weeks, I've encouraged you to get up and to actually change the channel. I I know I shouldn't probably do this because it shows you how old I am. You uh, don't actually change the channel by turning a knob anymore. You do it by pushing a button. But you should change the channel and get off of the news because the news is only reporting to you, you know, uh, a perspective of the natural. There is no insight to be able to see things as God sees them. Instead, what you need to do is you need to interpret everything you're hearing or reading about in the news in the light of the glorious Scripture of God. Read the Word. Read that, that if God be for us, who can be against us? Read that, that you know, God has said, promised he would never leave us nor forsake us. Read that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of the hand of every one of them. Would you just get into the Word of God and get a proper perspective in this season? And if you do... It will literally change how you operate as a believer. What will it change? If you get the right perspective, first of all, it's going to change how you pray. You're going to pray differently when you're looking with the eyes of the Spirit than when you look only with natural eyes. If you look with the eyes of the Spirit, you won't pray sheepish prayers, which are, oh Lord, help us and our family to survive Father, keep us safe in this time, in this season. Help us, Lord, not to be overrun with with fear or to not have enough to eat or any of those kinds of things. No, 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 no. I don't believe we need to pray those kinds of prayers. Some of you are going, what do you mean you don't need to pray those? Well, you know, David said, I'm an old man now. He said, I used to be young. He said, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children begging bread. You know, the reality is that the Bible says, don't, don't worry about what you need. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. You know, because the pagans, they all worry about those things and they run after it, right? But instead, in Matthew 6, it tells us what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of that stuff, everything that you have need of is going to be added unto you as well. So if you'll get the right perspective, it'll change the way you pray. Instead of praying, you know, for your own needs and for your own protection and for all of those things, you'll begin to pray for your neighbor. You'll begin to pray for, uh, you know, the, the, the folks that are in panic here or in fear there. You're going to be able to pray for love to spread through your community, light and help. You're going to pray to the Holy Spirit for revelation of opportunities that you can get so that you can encourage other people, you can bless other people, you can build people up, you can lead them to Jesus. You see, it changes how you pray. That's the first thing that happens when you get a revelation and you get a different perspective and you get the perspective of the Lord. What's the next thing that happens? Well, it not only changes how you pray, but it alters the balance of power. 
You see, right now, it's very easy, and many people have fallen into the trap, uh, this easy trap of seeing themselves and seeing our culture as a victim. Uh, you know, I think on a global scale, many people think we're victims of the, uh, you know, a, a Chinese government that didn't tell people soon enough about the pandemic, and there's a lot of talk about that on different levels with government. Some people, uh, you know, are saying, you know, there's conspiracy theorists all around who are talking about where the virus came from and how it was planned and how it was done. All of that kind of stuff and all of that, the problem with all of those things, whether they're right or whether they're not right, all of them are taking a posture of seeing ourselves as being a victim, that we are a victim of, of the intense and the evil workings of other people. But you know, if you'll get the God perspective, if you'll allow the Lord to show you what you have the power to be able to do in this season, you'll stop seeing yourself as a victim and you'll start seeing yourself as somebody who has a victorious opportunity in front of them. You know, David did that when he uh, faced uh, Goliath. All of Israel was panicking because this giant, this huge giant who, who seemed completely undefeatable uh, was standing in front of them. But David, he would have none of it. He wasn't worried about the giant. He said, you know, I'll take him on. And, and, and as a shepherd boy, he threw off his armor and he threw off all of the, the other things. And he took a, 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 nothing but a sling with five stones. And he went out and he, and he faced down the giant and he took him down. David didn't see himself as a victim, but he saw himself as somebody who'd been given a victorious opportunity. And I want to encourage you this morning. I believe that you and I have been given an incredible opportunity of victory right now in this season. We're not victims. We are people who have a victorious opportunity in front of us. And so if we'll take that perspective, if, if we, we'll take a, the perspective of, of God and see things the way God sees them, it'll change how we pray. It'll, it, it will uh, alter uh, our, our outcomes. We will no longer see ourselves as victims, but we'll see ourselves as victorious. The third thing it's going to do is that it's actually going to change what happens around us. The outcome will be different. It won't just change the balance of power, but it actually changes the outcome. You know, uh, we're not going to any longer just see an entire army uh, armed to the teeth surrounding us, but instead we're going to see that the, those who are for us are greater than those who are against us. Uh, that the weapons of our warfare, they may not be the same as the weapons of the world, but they are mighty through God to pull down every stronghold and everything that the enemy would throw up against us. And so we have the ability to win. We have the ability to actually see the enemy defeated. We actually have the ability to see uh, you know, this situation changed so that the church comes out uh, miles ahead of where we were when we went in. Can you believe for that this morning? If you agree with that this morning, send me a little love right now because the reality is I think that you and I are sitting on the cusp of the greatest opportunity we've had to be able to encourage the world with the gospel in, in literally over 50 years. I believe we have an opportunity right now to speak into the hearts of people and to take what the enemy would intend for evil and to use it for the glory of the kingdom of God. To see ourselves instead of as victims, to see ourselves as victorious overcomers and to speak hope and life into people's lives and to see their hearts transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. I believe that opportunity is before us today. And the final thing that happens when you get the right perspective is this. You know, the enemy gets humiliated. That's right. 
You know, not that we, we rejoice in other people's sorrows, but when the enemy comes you know, at us like, like a flood, the Bible says we raise the standard of God's righteousness against him, and he's defeated. And when you read this story and you read that the king of Aram, who was you know, sure he was going to defeat Israel, and he was going to go take out the prophet, and the next thing you know, when he opens his eyes after they were blinded, and he finds himself right in the middle of the city of Samaria, surrounded by the armies of Israel. Uh, total humiliation for him and his men. And I believe the enemy at this time is about to experience a huge humiliation at the hands of the church as well. I believe that the enemy was, was uh, pretty smug in himself, thinking that he had things under control. He had created a way in which to keep the church apart, to keep us from fellowship, to keep us from relationship, to keep us from community, and to keep us from reaching out. And exactly the opposite has happened. I have seen people draw together, pull together, reach out, uh, find ways to connect, to say, I will not be stopped by this pandemic. And it has built a resolve in the body of Christ that actually has caused us to overcome. And the enemy in the midst of it all uh, is being humiliated because, again, his efforts have failed. Amen? And I thank God that we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us, Jesus Christ. Can I encourage you today to, uh, you know, change your perspective? If you have been struggling with fear, if you have been only able to see the, the enemy and only able to see uh, what's going around you, and, and only see loss everywhere you've looked, can I encourage you to get the perspective of the Lord, to get along with God and say, God, help me to see things the way you see them. And when you do, it's going to change the way you pray. It's going to give you a new authority in prayer. It's going to change the way you pray. You're going to begin to pray for opportunities rather than praying over protection over your home and over this and over that. You're going to pray that God opens your eyes to what is around you, the opportunities that are there. It's going to help you see a shift in the balance of power. You're not going to see yourself as a victim anymore. You're going to see yourself as somebody who's victorious. You're going to see uh, God raising you up as a victorious family, as a victorious believer, as a victorious church. It will also change the outcome. You're going to realize that this thing does not have to end as negatively as many people are predicting it will end. No, no, no. We get to write the outcome because we're partnering with God to uh, literally establish his kingdom, uh, and we are thankful that God considers us to be part of his family and partners with us in that, and that we will see, in the end, we will see, once again, the enemy's efforts turn to naught, and he will be defeated and humiliated again. And we rejoice, we rejoice in the victory that we have, and we rejoice in the failure of our enemy once again. Amen? What you need to ask God to do in your life today is to give you a new perspective. And I'm going to pray for you today that God would, would alter your perspective, that you would begin to see. If, you're, if you turned into this broadcast this morning and you started watching and you were, you were overwhelmed with what was going on around you and overwhelmed with the losses and overwhelmed with all of the, the, the weight of the whole thing and you're, you're getting down, I'm going to pray today that you will get a revelation from God, that you'll see things in the eyes of the Spirit, the way Holy Spirit and way, the way God sees things, and it'll shift your life. Let's pray together right now. Father, I ask God that you would uh, 
take every life that is watching today. And Lord, in any area where the enemy has crept in and has began to whisper to them uh, about uh, the whole situation that we're in right now, getting them to focus on all of the losses and all the negativity and all of the things that are going on. Father, that right now in Jesus' name, you would shift their thinking. You would shift their attention. You would give them a fresh perspective. You would give them the eyes of the Spirit so that they would be able to see that, Father, those who are for them are greater than those who are against them. They would be able to see that no weapon formed against them should prosper, that they would begin to see that, Lord, things are very different than they look in the natural when we look with the eyes of the Spirit. And Father, that you would then shift their life and that you'd give them a fresh authority in prayer, that they would no longer see themselves as a victim but see themselves as victorious, that they would realize that together with Christ they can literally change the outcome on this whole season, and that in the end, we will see the enemy humiliated once again. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would uh, help uh, every person viewing to have that shift, to see things the way you see them, and Father, seize the moment that Christ has put before us in this season. Father, I thank you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you've been encouraged by this message today, if you've been encouraged by the worship and this broadcast today, would you just let other people know we're here to bring a message of hope and encouragement and strength to the body of Christ every opportunity that we have. And so we would just, we would be so thrilled if you would just share on your Facebook feed or, uh, you know, you can tell people about the Facebook page, you can tell them about the YouTube channel that we have now, uh, that they can tune in on our webpage, they can uh, there are so many ways in which we're doing everything we can to make uh, this blessing available to you. So share it with others, let them know, and, uh, and then if you've been blessed by this broadcast, if something ha that's been said today or something that happened in worship or in prayer when, when Barry was praying today, if your life has been encouraged today, would you just let us know, slip us an email, uh, drop us a line on Facebook, uh, just let us know. We we literally love to hear your comments. They build us up, they encourage us, and you end up ministering to us as we're endeavoring to minister to you. And the reciprocity of the kingdom of God is one of the glorious things about the kingdom, amen? So if you would do that, that would be a blessing to us. We would really appreciate it. Once again, thank you for being with us today. Uh, if you prayed that prayer with us today, if that was something that you did, would you just let us know about that as well? And if, if you've just started this journey in Christ over the last few weeks uh, watching this broad broadcast, then please let us know about that as well. We'd love to send you a Bible. We'd love to send you some materials that could help you in your journey with the Lord. And uh, we would be uh, counted a privilege to be able to walk with you in your journey in Jesus Christ. Thank you for being with us today. The Lord bless you. And have an amazing week in Jesus Christ. God bless. Hey, everybody. Pastor Kevin Dowling here from Desert Stream. Just giving a shout out to you and saying thanks for joining us this week. We trust that you received something out of what was shared today. And we hope that it spoke to you and that it encouraged you in this season that we find ourselves in. You know, you could do us a big favor if you would just uh, share, uh, like, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Let people know that there's a place that you found that you're getting an encouragement and hope each and every week. We hope you plan to 
Check, check in with us next week. Be a part of our expression again and help spread the word that God is in control in the midst of this season. We love you. We bless you.